following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? is hanging with the boys broadcasting live from dallas cowboys world headquarters at the star in frisco now your hosts nate newton kurt daniels and shannon gross shannon is not hosting it is wednesday (laughs) it is hump day wow that's cold-blooded man i am kurt daniels i am filling in the big boy chair today for shannon our illustrious leader he's not feeling well Says he might be coming down with the flu, but I'm wondering if it's uh, oh, you say it. a couple of weekends of Mama Grossin. Yeah, maybe yeah. Uh, recovering. Mm-hmm. Obviously yeah. joined by the star of our show, the great Nate Newton, sir. How are you I today? wish I was great, but I am Nate Newton. <laughs> nice, to be, nice to be here with you, Kurt. We've got Mickey Spagnolison in with us. Yes, sir. What is coming out of the known? bullpen, yes. All right. Like well, you it. could talk to Mickey. We tried to get... Uh, just Ted. He's not Fish Killer anymore. He's Just Ted. Just Ted. Tried to get Just Ted to come on for a little bit, and he was regaling us with stories of hunting earlier. But, alas, we could not. So. A.K.A. F.K. <laughs> we can't do I dare right. ask? R.I.P. Huh? I said, do I dare ask what that stands for? Yeah, you can. What does it stand for? Fish Killer! <laughs> <laughs> We've got Douglas behind the wall back there. How you doing, Douglas? Hey there. Feel free to jump in today. Without Shannon here, you might actually get a chance to talk a little bit. Well, we'll see. That might not be a good thing. (laughs) Oh, thanks, Mick. (laughs) Yeah, and the camera that you're not in it. Hopefully, Shannon's not been hanging around with uh, a woozy because he was ill today and missing practice. Something started to go through the. Yeah, better watch the. I hope somebody sprayed these microphones. Feeling woozy. Yeah, oh. <laughs> See, I told you. Yeah, okay. What did oh. I say? All right. You had your chance, Douglas. Hey, that's, Cut his that, mic oh. off. That's for Mickey. That's an old school uh, newspaper headline right, right. there. Yeah. Just waiting to be written. And we uh, we want to be joined by you guys on the show today as well. So feel free to call in 888-855-2297. 888-855-2297. So normally we talk a little Cowboys offense, Eagles defense today. What do you yes, think about, about that, Nick or Mickey? I'm, I'm good with that. All right. And um, my question then right off the bat for you guys. No, no, no. Let's not oh, go there okay. yet, please. Okay. Let, let him give us the injury report. First. How did you know that's what ah, I was yeah, going to say? Because yeah, right. when you said something about a woozy, we yeah, don't need true. this team sick. <laughs> we don't need this team sick. Yeah. At least it's ill. It's not an injury. Right. right? If, if that's a good thing. Uh, guys that didn't practice, uh, David Irving, Tavon Austin, Sean Lee, uh, Jeff Swain. I mentioned uh, a woozy. Uh, Tyron. Tyron Smith was dressed. He had his pads on. He did all the stuff beforehand. And then after they did uh, a couple of their little drills and they were actually going to get into something, he went outside and he was uh, doing conditioning work with strength and conditioning coach Mike Wojcik. So uh, at least he was dressed, and that's more than he did the, the prior to the uh, Saints game on, on Thursday night. So I guess that's a step in the right direction. I think there's some optimism that he can play, but maybe their thought was, you guys, there's no sense him banging that shoulder in pads. You know, if you're going to do it, do it in the game. Let's not waste it in practice. So he he was, uh, he probably, I guess they'll probably list him as limited. Uh, Zach Martin was out there. Uh, he did the early stuff, and uh, Jason Garrett said in the press conference he probably would be limited. 
Uh, same with Ciafilo. Uh Was out there. Uh, has a little bit of a hang, uh, ankle. And then also um, Malik Collins might be a little limited. He was still trying to uh, work through, I guess it was the knee thing he had. And the good news is, is Cole Beasley was out there and looked like he was getting ready to do everything they asked him. So uh, I think there was some worry about him uh, with his foot that came out of that game. And uh, I think he's... He, he looked like he was moving pretty well. He was working on the cords early and then uh, kind of moved into what everybody else did. So if Tyron there you have it. Tyron is – I got the impression that they had hoped Tyron would be ready to go. If he's not, are, are we starting to get serious concerns? Well, the last couple – I mean, like last week when he – when they kind of knew he wasn't ready to go, that early portion of practice when they kind of do some skeleton drills – uh, Cam Fleming was out there with the first team. He wasn't out there with the first team this time. Uh, Tyron was out there. So I think that's a good sign that he's probably moving closer and closer to playing on Sunday. And they need him out there, by the way. David Irving, man, uh, you know, me, me personally, I think he's done for the year. But what's your feel? You're a little bit closer to the team. Today. Yeah, I, I, I look at him as, you know, when you order an ice cream sundae. Right. The Sunday's pretty good. If you get the cherry on top, sometimes it's better, right? Right, right. <laughs> right. So I think he's the cherry on top. There yeah. you go. And, and, Nothing they're counting on there. Yeah, I mean, it's a high ankle sprain, and those things are usually four to six weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, whatever else he's got going on, who knows? Um, but, yeah, um, somebody said that they he's been seen in the building at least on, on Monday, which is more than I've seen since he – Left uh, on a scooter that day, kneeling with the the bad ankle uh, on the scooter, one of those uh, little electrical things. Mm-hmm. So, hopefully, he's not going too fast on it. What's uh? I haven't heard really a specific timeline on Swain. Uh, it was gonna be. I'm trying to remember because I was. That sure was a dad thing to say. Like, oh, he's not going too fast on four, that scooter for four weeks, maybe. He had to have uh, screws inserted into the fracture of the bone in in his hands, and I was told until the screws come out, he's not going to be able to play even if they pad it up because obviously you don't have much padding in your hand, back of your hand, uh, so those screws uh, have to come out first. So maybe by the end of the season, maybe another week or two, uh, and then he would see if they could play with a pad on. You know – I, I just want people. I want. I want people to see how good he is. Mm-hmm. But you know, and I said this about five years ago. I said I want people to know how good Sean lives, and I don't think Swain is as great as Sean lives. But that injury thing, man. You, yeah, you yeah, you stay healthy. You're saying yesterday, Swain's one of the. You consider Swain one of the Swain better tight ends. One of the better league. tight ends in the league. If you, it's it's, and Mick probably can name him better than I can. But it's four or five great tight ends in this league. And then there's the rest of the guys. And Swain is at the top of the rest of those guys. That's just what I believe. I don't know what other teams can develop in their tight end position, but he runs his routes, and he's better than an adequate blocker. And he runs his routes, and he catches balls. What he does need maybe that Kelsey don't need because Kelsey was by his, kind of doing his own thing for a long time, him and Grunt. 
is he may need other pieces around him to to where he can be a complement piece. But as a tight end, as I look at tight ends, he's a good, more than serviceable tight end to me. That's just my feelings on A complete tight end. Yeah. Not just yeah. a guy you're going to send out in the slot and yeah. throw passes to like yes, Zach sir. Ernst. Yeah. Uh, so – uh, yeah, and I, and I think they missed they missed his blocking uh, on the line of scrimmage. You think that uh, you know there's so much concern about the tight end position coming into this year. Um, obviously, we're not getting 25, 27 year old Jason Witten production, but are we getting the same production we would have gotten out of Jason Witten this year? I think they would have uh, scaled back his snaps uh, this year uh, to try to preserve him. Number right. one. And, and, you know, I don't know that, uh, you know, the last year or so that his blocking on the line of scrimmage was what he'd been it, it, it used took, to seeing. It, it took him all with like two or three games because every year me and like, oh, Jason ain't doing it. Yeah. And then as the season go on, yeah. he get better and better. I'm like, wow, it, t- it takes him a couple of games to get warmed up to that speed. And, and, and believe it or not, uh, because they, he didn't practice. Like, you know, the same with Sean Lee. Remember, it took Sean Lee one or two games before he just – Start being Sean Lee. That happens with time. Yeah, and I, and yeah. I think that the more that uh, Schultz has played, mm. uh, I think the better he's he's become. Yeah, he uh, seemed like a guy that they like almost a wasted draft pick in training camp. Yeah, and and, and again, you got to remember these are rookies, and they're all of a sudden going from playing against a twenty-year-old guy to a thirty-year-old defensive end. Yeah, and see, Jason, and what that is, this one thing I like about Jason. They saw, like, oh, okay, he ain't where we thought he was, and then, and instead of them, see, instead of them saying, okay, we just gonna beat him down, they they brought him along, and a lot and a lot of people don't like that, ah, ah, but they brought him along, and so now he's starting to come in like Blake Jordan. I'm like, <coughs> I'm like, why is they even putting this dude on the field? Because you know how we, <laughs> you know what I started calling yeah, the guy. Yeah. See, I'm like, man, he's snake bit, he's snake bit, yeah. Know? Uh, but now things are starting to to come in, and, and sometimes it just take that time. And uh, Schultz, I think, gonna be all right. But Swain is better than all right. And uh, and if, if we gotta go, I don't think we have to go out and uh, you know, David Helman may think a little different, or a few other guys. I don't think we have to go out and make drafting a tight end a priority. I just don't. I don't believe that. Yeah, I was wondering yeah. that too. If it, we've made so much about the weakness at tight end, but is it that much weaker than? I mean, I think the tight. If you have one of those guys, the, the Kelseys, yeah. Ernst, hey, that's great. Yeah. But if you don't have that guy and you just have a complete tight end, if you get to the end of the season and you tell me I didn't make the playoffs because I didn't have a good enough tight end, I ain't listening. To that, <laughs> yeah. Right. You it's got bigger problems. That, that's weak. It's only two tight ends in this league right now. And there's never been more than one that you can say, hey, that guy, that can get me to the Super Bowl. And that, that, that's just how it goes. I mean, there's been some great tight ends that came through these, but you still needed them outside guys to make that great tight end greater. You know, you know what I'm saying? I mean, think about what Ernst did the first time around against the Cowboys. Yeah, in 14 catches. 14 catches for 145 yards. And they really didn't score – the get to 20 until right. that last drive when the yeah. Cowboys were trying to make them milk the clock to move yeah. down the field. So despite 14 catches for 145 yards, uh, you know, with a few minutes left in the game, they had 13 points. So Because the tight end, the traditional tight end, 
And even if he in the slot, he still brings that extra man into the box. He still, yeah. you know, people say, well, that, and the only time he can really help you is if he's legit like that, now he really helps the slot receiver because they got to make a decision on, on who they're going to double on, on the inside. That's why I think now, you know, the outside guy really helps Cole Beasley, but if I tight in, if we had Swain or somebody we can just really have in there, now Cole Beasley, because I'm, I'm like, we shouldn't lose on Cole. We shouldn't, you know, and I, and now I didn't know he was hurt, you know. Yeah, I, he, I he, I mean, he finished the, the game, game, though. Right. So that was the good news, but he did kind of, the, the, on the play that he dove for the first down, Yeah. Uh, he, he kind of sprained his foot a little bit. But I I saw him doing the cord work out there, and he looked yeah. like he was moving just fine. It, it's just, uh, it, it, Cole, should, Cole should be having some outstanding games now. I mean, going down the stretch, man, I I wouldn't so? be surprised. He should average at least five catches, not no five targets. He should average five catches, 60 or 70 yards, just first downs every game. He should. Point, at this point, it seems it's obviously because of Cooper. His targets have dropped, though. So is that Yeah, but change? you got to remember when they was willing and he had the 700-yard season, we had Witten and Dez doing well. True. So, uh, man, please. <laughs> I, I, I I believe that you can beat people with a complete package. If you if you got Amari Cooper and you got Zeke in the backfield and your offensive line is starting to try to be something, now all you need is a good slot, a good tight end, and a good other receiver. You don't need them great. You just need them to be good, be consistent. Yeah. And, and, and I think Cole Beasley is, is on the upper end of slot receivers. So – we 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 should be, we should because yeah. I I like I told Hellman at the show the happy hour the other day Mick, twenty eight points shouldn't be an issue for us now. I mean, do you think? 28? I think you're right there. I'm right there with you. You know, and then as long as it? you, as long as you don't keep wasting first and goals at the four and having to kick a field goal, right? You know, and that's <laughs> happened far too many times right, in right. the last four or five games. So that, I mean. Okay, yes, twenty-eight points shouldn't be an issue, but it is. So why it is? Is it yes, all about it the red zone? I mean, why? I mean, it's What's we're average. Your... We're still twenty-fourth in the league in points. Yeah, yes, I, I, and I don't know if if uh, the New Orleans game was an outlier because mm-hmm. the offense was starting to roll. Uh, you know, the the amount of points they were producing in the during this four-game winning streak. The other three games, uh, the offense was rolling. Uh, the guy's numbers have been high. Right. Uh, so. Well, uh, I mean, yeah. They I mean, what 31 were, against Washington, 22 against the Falcons, 27 okay. points. And then what was the Eagles. other? 27 yep. at the Eagles. And so. 27 yeah. at the Eagles. So if you're right around that 25 to 28, you're you're doing fine. Let me, let me, let me. If our offensive line can just take away four sacks, four or five, I'm serious. You're going to give up one or two sacks just on mistakes. But then when you start getting to four or five, that's – you got to stop. How about seven? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know. You got to stop. Even See, I don't even want to go to six or seven. You you have to find a way to not let him uh, get hit that many times. And he has to find a way to get that feel back so he can drop to the ground or something because, you know, protect that ball. But – I know in this league now you can give up some sacks and you can still have a successful passing game, but to be plummeted, 
can't, you can't be plummeted and expected to perform. You know what I'm saying? I mean, think about it. What, he, what did he throw for against the Saints? Like 240 yards? Yeah. He got yeah. sacked seven times. Times, yeah. yeah. They, and, and Four the, in the first half, three in the second. The sacks don't, uh, don't show or haven't harmed what they've done. Because right. He gets sacked seven times, they still win the game. Right. Over the four-game winning streak, he's been sacked 17 times, yeah. and they've won all four games. That number suggests you should lose. Yeah. Yeah, in their history, they've, times when they've been sacked seven times, they've won six out of in their entire history. That doesn't even make sense. Yeah. Well, how about the 11 sacks? How are we to win they, I mean, when they've been sacked seven <laughs> times, they've won, they won six games. They usually lose those games. Yeah, they didn't win those games when they got sacked 11 times, Peyton right. Newton. But the well, thing, I, the thing, what you're trying to do is, and, and a lot, of, it's kind of like the NBA. It's like you can shoot 45% in twos or 39% in threes. 39% in three is going to win. Yeah. You know, so people saying now they need plays. They just want more and more offensive plays. They need the plays. If we can get enough plays, we're going to score some points. Well, we're not built like that. We build on efficiency. So when we get inside the red zone, that is truly, truly big for us. That is, because we ain't striking anywhere on the field besides the what Cooper has done, we, you know. We ain't, we just not a They're big only missing team. by this much with Gallup, right? Yeah. Those big plays. <laughs> yeah. Just haven't quite hit those. Well, we, we mentioned the offensive line a couple times with the injuries. The guys are kind of banged up. And, and then with uh, uh, the other like, – Travis Tra- missing yeah. totally. But I, I don't, you, if you've all seen it or not, John Owing in the morning news today had an article that – from his film review, he thinks that Connor Williams should now be put back in over Suafila. And I know we've talked about before, you got to let these young guys play. you got to let them go. But how do you find that balance between not messing with a streak and giving your young guy a chance to get in there? Well, if, 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 if Xavier is playing that bad, coaches will make the change back. His, if, he, if, he, if he's playing that bad, they, they will make the change back. Yeah. You know, because they they feel like Connor is their future, and if he if he's giving you just as much as the the older guy, they'll put him back. And by the same token, if they don't, they won't. Yeah, his his reasoning was Williams is a better pass blocker. Excuse me, although he's not as big as Suafila, he's a little quicker in the run game, and he's mm-hmm. healthier right now. Which right. you mentioned. I was uh, I I thought I saw diminishing returns. With Suofilo, mm-hmm. and I thought this it was time game, to boy, put he, him back. Yeah, saw him a couple of times. Kind of reached his peak. I thought it was time to put Connor Williams back in there. But again, we don't know that he is totally healthy. You know, it's a it, he, he did have surgery, right? Yeah, he had yeah. his knee scoped, uh, and look how long it. You know, Taco kind of got back, but he hasn't really played a heck of a yeah. lot. Yeah. So I don't know if maybe he's not totally ready to go back out there. Now he can go out there and, and uh, be jumbo, you know, jumbo Connor yeah. in the three tight end deal. Uh, but it's only a couple plays a game. It's not 60. So I don't know if that has anything to do with it too. But Jason made it sound like that they were rolling with Sue Afilo. Now, when you're facing a team like this that has such a strong defensive line, is it the time you don't mess with yeah, maybe mess, mess or with streak keep a bigger guy out there that might be a little more sturdy. Yeah, because um, Fletcher Cox will cause you a problem. And you know, watching watching the way they played just a little bit, I didn't watch uh, just deep into the D and O and D lines against Washington. But, 
you know, Fletcher finally started to get some push. And then uh, Graham got a sack. You know, it's just – I don't know what's – besides lacking the intensity, uh, you know, people can say the injuries and all that, right there, but when you coming off of a Super Bowl, the intensity you thought you had the year before, you know, when you didn't realize what was happening <laughs> – now you going now you can measure that like you said you can measure that pressure now and it's there it's it, it, it it's like a cloud when they walk into the facility it's like a cloud coming down on you you know he wore me out about that pressure yesterday <laughs> you know but t- Mick you were here 20, 25 years yeah, ago right you were here did, our first year did we ever think about pressure when we it just it wasn't there yeah see that that's surprising yeah. my assumption being on the outside is that you know, this Eagles game is bigger than the Saints game, and the closer you get to the playoffs, the more pressure these young guys especially are going to feel. But Nate said that's not the case. I found that fascinating. Yeah. Well, I think it's kind of how the head coach yeah. presents it. Cause, yeah. See, that, if you guys heard in the press conference today, that's, that, that was all the questions. You know, how do you handle this is a big game? And, and he answered the question, and I swore when he said it, it's like, I thought I was listening to Troy Aikman. Yeah. Because he said something about if this is the big game and I do something different, then did I cheat myself in the other games? Yeah. That wasn't a big game. Because the question was, it was I'm not going to make this game bigger than the other game because it's only 16 of them. And so if I make this game bigger and we lose that game, what was I doing all the rest of the game? Yeah. Or what do I say next week? Yeah. You know, that's what yeah. the one one couple of weeks ago brought us and I got into. Yeah, they got into it pretty bad. Yeah, and, but, but but my point was, you can't just say, okay, every game, you know, and, and act like, okay, we got to ratchet it up because this one's important. Because as you just said, Kurt, if in when you get to this point in the season and you win one, now the next game's even bigger. Yes, it is. And then you win yes, that, and the next game's even bigger. So you can't come in and just declare this is the big one, because. And then what if you lose? Then what's the next one? I'm going to tell you something. Even keel. And, and that's why I think that's how you get away from pressure. If, you know, and, and that, the only thing I can equate it with is, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're playing tennis. And, and, you know, as you get closer to closing out a set, well, the other person gets pressure. Yeah. yeah. And the pressure goes up. Yeah. Right? The other person but if you're desperate. thinking yeah. about the result more than the point, you get yourself in trouble. Yeah. You just got to play the point. And see, this is what because Kurt was like, he was like, because I didn't, you know, me and Kurt, I like, God, I don't want him to think that I'm griping or moaning. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and so he kind of put me to thinking. And then I, then I look around the league. Well, if that's the case, Jerry Goff should fall apart. Uh, but Patrick Mahomes should be crumbling. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? But some guys or some teams, depending on who the coach is, that's what I was telling Kurt. I said, Kurt, I said, Jimmy wouldn't let it be about us. He let it be. He 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 made it big and fun. He's like, man, y'all, boy, y'all won last week. But this game here, oh, you really want to show the world what you made out of? You know, it, and it's just about. Yeah, you up the ante, yeah. but you don't make it like yeah. life or death and i think jason does a good job of that and i know everybody probably got bored with his answer oh they didn't yeah. like it but that's that that's i turned off re- of it. that's the reality yeah. of it i turned off of, i say he i said they they asked for it 
and I'm going to turn it off for the next minute because he gave it. Because when you ask that question, you should know what the answer is going to be. From right? him, at least, right? yeah. You know yeah. what's coming, like the one question about the Cowboys are in the driver's seat. Yeah. It's like, what driver's seat? It's a little small driver's seat if it, yeah. if they are because they're only one game ahead of two teams and they got to play the Eagles on but, Sunday. But you know what's what kind of driver's seat? But you know what's so amazing is the fact that it's one or two, Mick. Yeah. Well, uh, oh, sorry. Yeah. No, no. You can stay as long as you want. Uh, you know what's so amazing though is uh, and I brought this up yesterday. Rivera, Coach Rivera. How he's taking over the defensive calling duty, and firing people, and, and you see, and see, this is what you 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 don't panic too soon, and this is when you start panicking, cause coach that okay, we don't a four game skid, we got to change something. Now it's time to change. If you're gonna change something, I ain't gonna go fire your head coach. I'm talking about if you're gonna change something within your staff, now is that time because. Everybody is within a game up of six or down or over six. You either six and five or six and whatever, or you seven and whatever. And it's it's crunch time. It's crunch time. And this is how you mess up your team is when the coach starts panicking. I want to see what the Panthers do because the coach – it's panic. <laughs> I'm serious. Nice. So now how is the team to respond? Yeah. All right. And since you got if red on, it, it reminded me of, you know, Oklahoma trying to fix their defense, right? Right. Well, they didn't really fix it, did they? <laughs> no, no, no. Changing defensive coordinators. That's what I tell you. When you see your studs, your star players, and your coaches start getting nervous, that not a young guy's – what what's the issue here now? Right. Yesterday we was cool, but what what's going on here? Yeah. So now you got everybody doubting everybody. That's when it started mounting. Right. I think it's okay for us to understand and point out the ramifications of the game. Yeah, they just need to play, yeah. and they know, right? They know where they're oh, at. Man, yeah. They know. They understand. <laughs> but if one we, game if away from the Bears and, losing, yeah, you one game away from taking over your division. And you one game away from being back in the wild card hunt. Oh, you're in. All one game. Yep. (laughs) And that's this game coming. (laughs) All right. Well, we're past 1 o'clock. I don't know. Mickey, you want to stick around or not? Yeah, you can stick around. We Uh, we need to take a break. just need to eat. That's okay. (laughs) So we'll be right back. uh, That's Amari for us. Yeah, that ain't happening, (laughs) Douglas. All right. We'll be back. We got some callers on the line. We'll try to hit some of those. And uh, we'll see if Mickey sticks around. So we'll be right back with Hang On With The Boys. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson Hats in the Pro Shop or at Stetson.com today. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. 
the Jack Black Playmaker. Ten bucks, free shipping. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Back to hanging with the boys. We are back. We're missing Shannon. But I'm still here to give you this wonderful underwear, Reed. <laughs> Couldn't miss out on that. Tommy John gives you the feeling of freedom where it counts with a contour pouch that nestles the boys. With over 3 million pairs sold. We put the hustle to make sure you're nestled. Shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at tommyjohn.com forward slash Cowboys. Curtis in Las Vegas, I apologize. So strong at the balls. Yes, we got to uh, chatting here. Thanks for holding on. Oh, Nate's no ready for you. Nate's What's ready up, for man? You. Bring it to us. Bring it all to us. How you doing, sir? What was you I'm, trying I'm to bring great. to us the other day? What was you I'm trying great. to bring? I'm great. I thought I told you. I thought I told you. Okay, My what did you tell me? excited, too. He thought he told you, too. What's that? Tell, tell me. Daddy. Tell me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hold on, baby. All right. But, yeah, uh, right. I told you, man, he wouldn't have nowhere to run. Uh-huh. You got him? Yeah. But I meant to say Kamara didn't have nowhere to run either because nah. really nobody runs the ball against us. It's just not – you really don't do that. I mean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's just not something that teams have been successful doing. I mean, two years ago, we were the number one run defense. And mm-hmm. y'all said that a couple of days ago on the show, about you know, us playing yeah. with that playing with a mediocre, mediocre defense a couple of years ago. And right. That's what I'm saying. Those guys weren't mediocre. I think our, you know, our front seven was, was was solid, but our corners were mediocre. So, you know, that's why we were number one in, in, in run defense. But, you know, but our corners weren't great, so we we finished like top fifteen overall. So, you know, that's that's what it was. It's, so, you know, so what you think about these corners right now? Give us your rankings on that. Hey, oh man, I mean, you know, Byron Jones is is lockdown. I don't want him pulling his gun out until we running off the field. <laughs> celebration. Yeah, I you know it. what I mean. Right, right. Well, wait till that. wait till it's fourth down, and we ain't right. about to punt till you pull your gun out. That's right. what I want to tell Byron. Yeah, but other okay. than that, man, he one of the best. You know. Okay. And Cheeto, I mean, we talk a lot about Cheeto, but the only person I've seen beat Cheeto really is is Julio, and who don't Julio beat? Right. So what? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So we, you know, he young. He can go get better every year. So you know, we got to ride with him. You mm. know. Okay. But. Just real quick, Uh just look at the staff. I I don't think we're scoring in the red zone because Dak ain't running, man. Okay. You run every other time. I mean, you'll run on third down and put your head down. You're a bulldog. You're a rider. We know that. Once we get inside the 10, that fake to Zeke, I mean, that handoff to Zeke, it ain't going nowhere if you ain't a threat to run the ball. They're just going to crash down on Mm them. That's why we ain't. Run that play to Beasley when Beasley dropped that play. 
Run that play. Right. He won't keep dropping that. What are we saving stuff like that for? I don't get it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that's something but I want to get We into. left 20 points out there with that stuff like that and, you know, that one throw to Gallup. I mean, that's 20 points right there. Right. Yeah. If our defense keep playing like this, there's nobody we can't beat. Nobody. I like it. All Thanks right, for the call, brother. Curtis. All right. He Y'all actually, take it easy. He brings up something I wanted to ask you guys, and that, I mean, right now, let me th- – drill some stats into you. I know you beat you down with this stuff, but we're second in average time of possession per drive, 305. We're fourth in the league in average yards per drive, 6.33. But those aren't turning into points, really. We're 17th in points per drive. How do, it's all coming down in the red zone, right? I and mean, how does that get fixed? Yeah, and they just haven't been good enough inside the 10-yard line. I think four of they've only scored touchdowns on four of their last nine first and goals. Uh, and that's not good enough. And three of them have been first and goal at the four. But you you just mentioned one of them. Beasley dropped the touchdown pass. A heck of a call. Wide open, you know, and then you struggle. Uh, they leaked pass coverage this past game or the game before, right? Uh, Noah Brown's wide open to the left side of the end zone. No one covered him. And Dak's backpedaling, and he's got to throw the ball up because he's going to get sacked. And he and he came up short, so they they've had some good plays in there. They just haven't executed or, you know, caught the ball or protected the quarterback. And you know, and what happens is, you're four yards away from the goal line. I get it. And yeah, just hand Zeke the ball. Well, what do you think the defense is thinking too? They're going to stack the box. And the one thing the Cowboys don't have, well, actually two things. We talked about it this morning. One. You know, you, you, you might not have a savvy enough tight end to figure out the congestion in there like Witten did to get open. And number two, the back shoulder fade, they don't really have a wide receiver that can jump up high and go get the ball. Now, I think Gallup might turn into that. He's a little bigger than everybody thinks. So they're a little limited in that close-in uh, close stuff, but they need to figure it out because – it's got to be better. Back in the day when you were playing it, I mean, everybody knew you were going to run. And so you, low you line it up. Low and you, left, low you line right. up and you run. And, and, and the Jim Schwartz, the, the Eagles defensive quarters coordinator, said yesterday that they pretty much know what Dallas is going to do. You know, it's a pretty simple run game in his opinion. So a lot of fans wonder, and I wonder too, are, are they just getting too cute on the goal line? Do they just need to line it up and go? I mean, it, it's – why is Zeke ever come off the field, whether he runs the ball or not? I mean, they just need to get up, get up and get in there. And I wish they would, if, if they were going to just get up and go and hand him the ball, don't come in with three tight ends. Because basically you're saying, you know, it's like that big <laughs> neon sign that says Yeah, it's like, okay, we're going to run, R-U-N, run. We got three tight ends. And sometimes you got to back people off and say, okay, are you sure all three tight ends are blocking? You know, are you sure we're not going to throw it at you? Otherwise, sometimes you just beat your head against the wall. And I think the misnomer is, is this line is so good, they're going to blow people off yeah. the line of scrimmage. They obviously didn't ha- when you got line you guys did. When you got three backups in there. I tell you, here, man, it's got to be fixed. I mean – whether you're throwing it, and and more important, we can't take sacks down there. Yeah, we just cannot. Or penalties, sacks and penalties. That's that. That, I, that has happened to us a couple of times where we took sacks and penalties, and, and, and it's just it's that's that's a bad thing. You know, I don't care how you get it in there. You got you got to get it in there because uh, you got to pay attention. To, you got to realize. 
if I'm gonna make a mistake, it just cannot be down here. You gotta pay, you gotta pay attention to detail, man. This is this is this is the most. This is the least uh, worked on deal because it's so physical. Goal line, it's so physical in such a small area, but it's the most important once you get down there. It becomes, you know, what everybody talks about. Hey, man, they terrible in the red zone. They didn't get down there before times, but those were four great times that you needed to score seven. You know, and the other guy called and said, that, you know, they Dak's got to run the ball more. Well, okay, you you go empty, and and now people have seen that, right? Mm-hmm. They've seen the quarterback draw. Well, he, I think he wanted the the. the, the with, oh, he wanted a run option. He wanted to run option. So yeah, you but know. a lot of times everybody's saying, "Well, why don't they just call that draw?" Well, you've got to set it up. It's not like okay, no, let's no. just that, go that, do it yeah. because at some point the middle linebacker's going, "Oh, not against me, you aren't." You know, no, you can yeah. do something else, but I'm watching them two, this. Them two, te- them two techniques over your guards, they just gonna sit there. Yeah. They just gonna hold ground, and then when he take off, they gonna converge on. Yeah, it's like so, don't yeah. worry about rushing him; yeah. just make sure he doesn't run right up the gut. gut yeah, so. Here's a, another stat. To Attention to detail. Random thing to throw at you. On the road, scoring touchdowns in the red zone were at 57%. At home, we're at 44%. Is there any kind of conservative play because you are got a home field advantage there? I, could, I wouldn't know. Maybe there's too much noise. <laughs> <laughs> From the other team. I have no idea. <laughs> okay. It's just a lot of that. A lot of those, those things are, it's like, well, who are you playing against? Yeah. You know, and how good is that? is that defense because I think overall uh in the red zone they're like 48 percent yeah touchdowns Touchdowns, yeah and and that's not you got to be over 50 yeah that's kicking too many field goals yeah or giving your opportunity to miss field goals yeah from a short distance so yeah yeah, it's got to be better we talked a little bit earlier about Philly's defense just a little bit about what's changed I mean they seemed so much better last year they haven't lost a ton of guys they still have it back in The offensive they back line, in. They've had so many injuries uh, in the secondary, right? Yeah, they back I mean, it's in. and it started in the Cowboy game. They started, they were down guys, and then they lost guys in the game. And I don't think they've gotten everybody back yet. So, just, yeah, their pass defense, I think, is ranked like 26th or something Yeah, like they're that. pretty low down there. Just having – Jernigan didn't play the first game on that defensive line. I know he's kind of a rotational guy. Does he make any kind of difference at all or – yeah, I mean, it helps out. Uh, I, I think their key thing is if they're not getting pressure on the quarterback, the back end's going to hurt them. Right, right. So, so if, you, if you can protect your quarterback. So is the whole key to this game stopping Fletcher Cox? And, that's, and, a good yeah, word, that's a good yeah. place to start. <laughs> you know, Brandon Graham found his legs last week. You know, and it's always Chris Long. You know, uh, it, it's just – I don't think – and I'm just being honest – I, I really, in a game of this magnitude, it don't matter. They they have they have been in this spot before, not not the losing part, but you know they've been in this spot before where they knew they had to play well. And the thing about it, they got the talent. And see, I'm I'm waiting on I'm waiting on Michael Bennett. We don't need to let him show up. Michael Bennett just been an okay guy all year long, just an okay guy. We don't need for Michael Bennett to show up like he did for Seattle. Can a team that was may, has maybe been on a – I mean, we you talked about coming back the next year after a Super Bowl, and that's when it really gets tough. Can they figure it out midway through and find their, their legs, or is it just well, – Yeah, because the, the reason I hangover. believe it, Mick, the reason I believe that the Eagles can find their legs because it, it, this thing is all about Carson Wentz. 
that's why I, I believe they got a chance because Carson Wentz, I think, is, is a nice quarterback. I always have. Even this rookie year, I blamed it on the receivers. He was he was hitting too many people in the hands. You know, if you got a quarterback of this magnitude, you always got a chance. And now they've acquired uh, the uh, Cowboy Killer, you know. Tate. Yeah. <laughs> he finally had a good game, huh? Yeah. They found out, hey, this is how we use the Cowboy Killer. Right before our game, he gets gets uh, almost 100 yards and a touchdown. I mean, think about it. You go back 25 years when you guys tried to repeat. You know, you were just 7-4 and four after 11 saying. games. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but that were two games without Emmett. I don't yeah, care. I don't they care, were still 7-4. <laughs> the pressure was on, bro. The pressure was on, and Jimmy basically told him, if we don't run the table, we're not getting home field advantage. Right. It's like Jimmy had to tell Jerry, you better sign Emmett after that 0-2 start. Not no, Charles, Charles Haley, Haley did. Charles Haley <laughs> did. Oh, it was Charles. Yeah. That's right. Nice. Yeah, Jimmy been talking to him all day. But all, you wouldn't all. have been 7-4 and four with Emmett in the lineup. Well, you don't know that. I think I do. <laughs> oh Expert Douglas, do Coach, not start. Right. Where did Derek? What did Derek last? Do not do start Mickey stars? up, okay? Do not start Mickey <laughs> well, up. I, I know I'm pro, I'm poking and prodding. Don't but Derek do Lassick Don't didn't do that. Anything in the league? That's funny. So what? They had Troy and Michael and and all these takes all the famers takes a village, there. Mickey. No, uh, yeah, right. It does. <laughs> They yeah, weren't need it all, man. They weren't. Fights. They this weren't wasn't, ready to play. This wasn't. Uh, this wasn't the age of parody or the era of parody. You had, I mean, the first game of that season was Buffalo, right? First yeah. Home game. And I, think it was I mean, these were teams game, that if yeah. you were going to win, the 49ers were stacked. The Cowboys were obviously stacked. You couldn't just drop one of your future Hall of Famers out of the lineup and expect to. Why not? What you were doing. Why not? Because that's just the way the league was what, back what, then. What did you lose that game? 13-10? The I Buffalo? Even, I don't even it's know. just man. enough. And then you got beat by Washington in the opener? Is that right? I think that's right. I can we saw the 0-2, huh? Yeah. Hmm. Remember, no 0-2 team has ever gone to the Super Bowl. Super Bowl except Jimmy Johnson coached team. <laughs> and then Jimmy wore your ass out, right? And that's why he ended up, yep. I think, retiring. Lost at Washington. Lost to Buffalo 13-10. I tell you what. That's pretty good. 13-10 for an old guy? (laughs) Yeah, I'm telling you something, man. Uh, I I just – I like the Eagles, man. I like like how they play. I like that they know who they are even when they lose. They they know that it's all about Carson Wentz, and they do everything in their power to make sure that their offensive line – be as healthy as they can be. And they make things where they protect him. I mean, they, they actually – they go out of their way, man. Yeah. So, because they, like, we don't care. And and their head coach, like, it took them two or three weeks to figure out how they actually needed to use Golden Tate. And it came to light. So, uh, and I think Coach Garrett is trying to do the same thing here. But I and I've always said this is the only time you hear me kind of, you know, get put myself on the firing line is management gotta let him make his moves. And I don't think every move is made by Jason. I think it is a lot of moves are made by committee. And I could be wrong. But some things I just it don't seem to be Jason. You know what I'm saying? Some things that maneuver, the moving parts don't seem to be the Jason 
you know, let's see, let's see, like I said, let's see, let's see, putting one over on me, you know. <laughs> let's go back to the phones. We got Adam in Atlanta. How are you doing today, Adam? Hey, guys, how you doing? Good. Hey, Nikki, I got to meet you when you were in Atlanta. Oh, uh, well, hey. well, great. Hold on, hold, hold, hold on, man. Yo, man, what's your name? It's Adam. You know, hey, Adam, Adam, Adam let me tell you something, man. Mickey, you didn't speak to Kurt. And you didn't speak to me. <laughs> you spoke well, to Mickey. He's, he's, Mickey's uh, a rock star. You know, I mean, I think it's cool. Mickey's on an award-winning show for once. What's the name today, Adam? You can call any time. <laughs> it's like he found the soft spot yeah. in the back and then yeah. got... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. I was going to get on Adam, and Adam softened me Saved up right him, quick. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, Adam, man? What's uh, on your nothing mind? Much, nothing much, man. Hey, guys. After that Titans loss, you know, we were always questioning this team and i think over the last month they've answered those questions i think sunday is the time to start making some statements my yeah. question though zach Ertz, man he scares me so nate what can what can we do defensively because uh, you know they find a way obviously it reminds me of Witten. they leak him a lot in the backfield he just, he's just always there at the sticks let, let me at tell the you point of attack I, I figured this out watch the film go back on your all 22 okay. what they do is they read that linebacker that's to his side, especially if he's off the ball. If that linebacker take two or three steps up at all to come at the run, he just snatches out and throws it. And er, and, and and this is one thing they messed up. They let us hear uh, audio during the game. He would call him. Er, er, er. He would call him. You know, he would call his quarterback. Wins, wins, wins. And, you know, to let him know to snatch it out because they own the same. That obvious? Oh, it's that obvious. (laughs) What we have to do is, and and this is kind of hard to do because they got a good offensive line, is our front four has to handle that. They have to be able to, if they're confident that they can stop that run, if they're confident they can stop that run because there's three options, and this is the third option that he doesn't do anymore. Remember, Wentz used to pull it out and run a little bit because it was – Give it to the, tuck it into the back. Look, looking at the at the tight end, and if you, if that linebacker come up two or three feet, he was going to snatch it out. Where if you have it blocked all the way, then all of a sudden he'll pull it out. If that linebacker stays back, he'll pull it out sometime and take off. It's time to big. Well, ball, now man. they don't t- he don't take off as much, and I'm not saying he can't do that against us, but our defensive line has to be able to handle that. That way our linebacker can stand there and make them make a decision. But that's hard when you teach linebackers to what? Take two steps yep. forward. Thanks for the call, Adam. I appreciate Adam, it. Man, oh, I was looking at that. And when they when, and I was looking at the game, he said, Wince, Wince, Wince. And, uh, really? They didn't – the announcers did not elaborate on it. I said, man. And they best well, of friends. Tell Ben Bloom, man. <laughs> man, they should know that. You know, the, the, the thing about it is they know it. But some things, man, work to perfection. But now can you take it all the way down the field and not miss? This, and they weren't able to do that the last game. Right. This, this kind of ties into something, a question I wanted to ask you now. Um, how big of a deal is it that you're facing this? You're now seeing a team a second time. I mean, man, pretty just, much knowing each other already. Does it, is it an advantage for the offense, the defense? I mean, does it matter at all? It's a dogfight. It doesn't matter? It's a dogfight. You, you, you know each other. You know, it's, it's who it's, 
What I think, when you play the second time, especially with everything that's on the table, it's just who going to play attention to detail and who going to play the smartest. I, I, that's what I believe in because they ain't going to change much. I mean, they'll have a wrinkle here and a wrinkle there, and we'll have a wrinkle here, a wrinkle there. Whether it's noticed by the public or not, we won't know. But Fletcher Cox loves to bull you, uh, overarm, swim you, uh, uh Act like he's going to bully you and try to turn a little speed corner. He's been doing this for three years now. What is he going to do different? <laughs> you know. I, I thought Jason answered the, the – he actually answered that question. I can't remember if it was during the press conference or the walk-off. And, and, he's, and basically, I think what he was trying to say from a uh, skill standpoint, yeah. you know each other. Yes. I know okay. what Nate can do. He knows what I can do. But it's five games ago or four games ago, and teams change. And mm. they're not going to have the same game plan. And they're not going to have maybe the same tendencies. So that part of it changed. You may know the mm. talent level, the right. skill, but you don't know really what they're going to do because everybody changes from game to game to game. So I don't know that playing them a second time makes a big difference. I mean, Nate can tell you, you had to sometimes you end up playing three times, right? right. Philadelphia in the playoffs. Okay, th this is where it gets you. Most coaches go a four-game block. They don't want to go past four games because they figure if you change in – it's only about two teams in the league or three teams in the league can do what New England do. New England would change like a chameleon. Well, most teams can't do that. Even – uh, Kansas City, they don't do a whole lot of different change. You go back and look at the Rams, they ain't changing a whole lot. But what coaches will do is stay within that four-game block. But at the same time, coaches are looking at themselves, what have we done? So that's why I say they'll run 70% of their offense the same. And then 30% of it, they may give you with formations or they may give you some wrinkles, you know. But I know who Fletcher Cox is. It ain't much he can do on third and five. You can do a game or you coming at me. Yeah. Because you know, situational football brings you to back to what you know because what's – Mickey, what, is, what scares coaches more than anything is to try something new and not be 100% with it. Right. Yeah. So a lot of coaches will try something new, but as soon as they see it going haywire, we'll get rid of Paul Alexander and bring in another. <laughs> <laughs> but it, for, when, yeah. you, when you are facing that team that second time, then is it more on the coaches to shift up the scheme a little bit, or the is it more on the players to know that I have to? I just have to execute better because yes. they know me and I know yeah. them. They have an advanced scout that you know. You've been up in the press box where you see. The other team guys up there, Mick, you see it all the time where you see the other team. They have advanced scouting. They say, wow, you know, the Cowboys are doing something a little bit different, you know, uh, this game here. They did this, they did that, and, man, this is totally different than last time. So now the coaches work on that. But they, they ain't going to spend a whole lot of time saying, hey, man, they done did this different, this different, different. They can't work on all of it. The practice ain't that long. The league don't allow that no more. Out of two hours and fifty minute practice. Yeah, sometimes I I think teams just run a play. Yeah, set it up for the next week, and yeah. it's like, oh, we saw what they did on that trick play. Now right. we got to spend five minutes, minutes on it. Yeah, and and you waste five minutes because they ain't gonna run it again. <laughs>
it's just the show, right? And, and then you, it costs you to, if you run a sweep option, uh, end around, pass, or whatever, it's like, okay, we got to practice that now. See, because this is what I had problems during the year, trying to, during the summertime, always trying to absorb these big, big play, I almost cussed, these big playbooks. <laughs> but as soon as the season starts, we had like 25 run plays at the most, and that's over overstating it. We'll have maybe 10 run plays, and now the pass plays, that will be different. But that was for the wide receivers. We just only had to worry about protections. Right. So we'll have four or five protections, and now I'm sitting happy because I'm like, wow, whew, I'm glad we're over trading camp. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because all these new plays, this is who we are. Well, the Cowboys have a bigger playbook now, and their weekly playbook is bigger than what ours was. So these guys got to know all of this. But still, you have staple plays, especially when we weren't winning them first eight weeks when we were looking real bad. They had like maybe 20 plays. Like, let's get good at these 20 plays. So now when the team say, oh, we knew what they was going to run. Yes, because we was a bad team. Mm -hmm. Well, we running them same plays with a little bit more formations now. We get, now what makes us – God, I mean – Nobody was open. Well, what makes our guys open now is Cooper can play the slot on both sides. Cooper can play both outside. He goes in motion. So that that's why Antonio Brown running wide open. That's why uh, uh, the kid from Atlanta running wide Because you can't cover every position they're going to play. Well, that's why we was, it was easy for us to cover Dez at the end of his career. Right. Nice. And that was on him. Yeah, that was not on the coaching staff. <laughs> that was on him. You know, it was on the coaching staff because they should have at least made him have an option. And, but he didn't want an option. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, boys, we've reached 130. I can't believe it. Oh, my. It. You we should kept... promote Mickey's show tonight. Mickey's got a show tonight. Mickey's got a Cowboys legend show uh, tonight, and our guest will be homegrown Patrick Creighton. Oh, nice. Up in the Cowboys club. You know what, man? I show you, well, I remember me and Mick used to do that show together. Yeah? Me and Mick, it was, who else? It was always Bill. It was me and you for a while. Then. Yeah. And then Bill came along. Yeah, Bill barged in on <laughs> Nate. Nate would get that crowd stirred up at Hooters. Oh, man. It didn't matter what we had. was winning season or losing season. We'd be yeah. in there having some fun. <laughs> we went from Hooters to Buffalo Wild, Wild Wings, Wings. To promote it up to the. To the Gaylord. Up, up and now uh, in the Cowboys Club. Yeah. Uh, great. That's high tone fun. now. Yeah. Brayton is not afraid to speak his mind. No, nah, I don't right? know what he's up to these days. It'll be interesting to tune in and yeah, learn a little bit. We'll about find him. that out. Nice. All right. It'll be later on this very channel. Very good. All right, sir. Well, Mickey, thanks for coming sure, in. Sure, this was fun. Thanks, thanks for, for uh, calling us, man. Thanks glad to be lunch. on an award-winning talk there show. There you go. <laughs> thank you, Curtis <laughs> and Adam. Douglas, thank you for uh, doing your magic back there and for trying to poke the bear over here with Mickey. You don't appreciate that, but that's right. all right. Kent, thanks for doing what you do. Everybody else back there helping us out. Nate, appreciate it, my man. We'll yeah. be right back tomorrow. Shannon, hope you're feeling better. Get Come Shannon on. better. Big, big kitty. I can't reach. <laughs> I'll, get you. I'll get you on this side. Okay. All right. Hope you feel better, Shannon. Thank you very much. We'll see you tomorrow. Right, that's right, Shannon. This has been a production <laughs> of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!